Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Friday, August 6th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Edible insects like crickets and mealworms are a niche industry in the United States. The hardest part is getting people to try their first one. For some Americans, that's going to be the only shot you get at getting them to eat insects. We will explore how one farmer is trying to win over people with crickets flavored like Doritos and other chips. That's in just a few minutes. One of Missouri's largest business groups is coming out against a special session to ban private sector COVID-19 vaccine mandates. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum has more on why the Missouri Chamber of Commerce statement could sink any proposals. Six Republican senators asked Governor Mike Parson to call a special session to bar companies from requiring employees or customers from having to show proof of COVID-19 vaccination. Missouri Chamber of Commerce President Dan Meehan said in a statement that his organization strongly opposes that idea. He says businesses have long been able to place vaccine requirements on employees and added banning them for COVID-19 shots would be, quote, a roadblock to recovery. The chamber is highly influential among Republican lawmakers, so Meehan's statement could make any effort to pass bans on private sector vaccine mandates difficult in a special or regular session. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. The St. Louis region is down tens of thousands of jobs compared to before the pandemic. A report from the Federal Bureau of Labor Statistics shows the total number of jobs in St. Louis is down 5,000 and 17,000 in St. Louis County. It's no better on the Illinois side of the river, with Madison and St. Clair counties both down 7,000 jobs each. A bright spot for the area is around Rolla, with Phelps County seeing a slight increase in the total number of jobs available now compared to pre-pandemic levels. St. Louis's first intentional encampment for homeless people is nearly full, less than a week into operation. The St. Patrick Center is operating Camp Cole, a 40-bed encampment in a former warehouse on the edge of downtown. Angelo Pate is staying at the camp. He says the services make him optimistic about improving his life. You come in and you get housing and you actually get helped out the situation. And this is a good way to, I think, filter out and make that happen. I have a lot of faith in it. Pate made those comments yesterday on St. Louis on the Air. St. Patrick Center has enough money to operate Camp Cole for three months. It is working with the city to secure funding to make the site a longer-term project. Some Missouri farmers are hoping an executive order from President Joe Biden will give them more rights to fix their own equipment. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports on the right to repair measure. President Biden's July action encourages the Federal Trade Commission to allow individuals in private repair shops to fix equipment. While most of the focus has been on iPhones and other gadgets, it would have a big impact on farmers. Kevin O'Reilly of the Public Interest Research Group says forcing farmers to take their tractors and combines to the dealer isn't fair. If a storm's rolling in and their tractor breaks down, Two to three days wait for a manufacturer technician is simply not an option. They need to be able to get under the hood and fix it themselves right away. Biden's order might push some companies toward the right to repair, but it would take state or federal legislation to make it the law. A right to repair bill failed to pass in the Missouri legislature this past session. 
I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. A community group led by Black and Latino entrepreneurs is launching a $1.5 million investment fund to spur economic growth in North St. Louis. The group, known as WePower, says its new fund will be more flexible than traditional loans. It will reduce barriers like minimum credit score thresholds that often keep entrepreneurs of color from getting loans. Participating business owners will commit to hiring in disinvested areas. The new fund is WePower's latest venture to support entrepreneurs of color. Insects have long been a big part of people's diets, but in the United States, edible bugs like crickets and mealworms are a niche industry. As Harvest Public Media's Katie Pikus reports, some insect enthusiasts are focused on getting people over the perceived ick factor. Morning. On a hot Saturday morning at the Des Moines Farmer's Market, lots of people walk by a tent that has signs that say, dare to eat differently and eat prairie lobster. It's a cricket. That's eight-year-old Reese Gore. She just watched her dad Charles and her sisters Everly and Charlie try roasted crickets. No way, I can't do it. They don't, they don't have a lot of taste, guys. Reese then caves to the pressure. I ate it. It tastes weird. It wasn't bad. No, it's not. Shelby Smith owns Jim and Eat Crickets. She sells cricket powder and cricket protein bars. But she says her smoky barbecue roasted crickets are her best seller. Hot and spicy and buffalo ranch are my two favorites. Fiesta tastes kind of like Doritos. Smith eats crickets every day, by the handful, in a taco, or on eggs. Smith got into cricket farming in 2018. She grew up on a farm, but her dad advised her to explore something other than corn and soybeans. She heard about crickets on podcasts and bought some from Amazon. She says they were airy and bland. She wants her customers to have a better experience, so she spices them up a little. I want everybody to have the most tasty cricket that they can for their first cricket, because for some Americans, that's going to be the only shot you get at getting them to eat insects. It all starts on a small farm in central Iowa. It's breeding time, and the male crickets are chirping. Smith says there are about three-quarters of a million crickets in a building the size of a one-bedroom apartment. So they are only a few days away from harvest. They just don't know it yet. Every month and a half, Smith takes the crickets and puts them in a freezer and boils them before she roasts them or makes protein bars. Insects have been picking up steam as an alternative protein source. They take less water, land, and feed to produce than beef or pork. Wendy Lou McGill heads the North American Coalition for Insect Agriculture. She says education and exposure are key to getting people to give insects a chance. And when you are feeding people insects, the it's not so bad uh, reaction is, is kind of our entryway to get people to, to just expand what they're eating. McGill says she'd like to see edible bugs become more standard, kind of like how oat milk or almond milk took off in the market. Insects are already a pretty normal food for more than 2 billion people around the world. Like in Ghana, Iowa State University's Manju Reddy says it has to do with people not always having access to food. People who are not food uh, secure, they are willing to try. But if somebody has their food secure, they don't want to try. That's what Reddy and a student from Ghana found through research. Reddy's a food science and human nutrition professor. She says in the U.S., it'll take a while for insects to become a regular part of the menu. I mean, in my personal opinion, it's going to take a long time to make it as a, as a staple food. It can be an additive. 
Unlike in Ghana, it's expensive to farm insects here. It's a relatively new industry, there's not a lot of research, and there are no government subsidies. Also, people who are allergic to shellfish may be allergic to some types of insects. Shelby Smith knows there's a long way to go, but her cricket products are getting more exposure. They're now sold at more than 40 hy-vees in five states. If we could even just get a fraction of the people that eat seafood to start eating insects, I think we're winning. It's just changing the way Americans think about food one bug at a time. Smith says even if they're not for everyone, she wants insects to be more widely eaten. Katie Pikus, Harvest Public Media. Harvest Public Media covers agriculture in the Midwest. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.